You're listening to Fascinating Women with Mark Laurie. And now, Mark Laurie. Hello, it's Mark Laurie here from Fascinating Women. We just had a conversation in the last episode with Laurie Ann Sakla, and she is a, is a clinical, social worker. clinical social worker. And a lot of what she deals with is spousal abuse, is a good phrase. Domestic violence, Domestic intimate violence. partner violence. Right, intimate partner violence. And out of her conversation with us, we thought having a special edition, as you know we sometimes do, to talk about this would be really important. So this time we're not really exploring what makes her fascinating. We're exploring something a little bit um, darker and that needs light shined on it and how people can help. So with that as an opening, um, there's some stats. I'll start with some stats. Well, given, I don't know what the stats are in Alberta mm-hmm. anymore, but I, Calgary was third in mm-hmm. Canada for domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Given the pandemic, mm-hmm. we know that domestic violence has increased quite significantly because mm-hmm. most of the calls to CPS have mm-hmm. increased given that people are in their home with their partner and their mm-hmm. partners are, you know, dealing with other stretchers, stressors mm-hmm. such as um, unemployment, mm-hmm. you know, um, how are they going to pay the bills, mm-hmm. children at home. Um, so there's multiple stressors, so which has added to mm-hmm. the increase in domestic violence. Mm-hmm. You know, prior to women leaving an abusive relationship, it can take them anywhere from eight to eleven times, unfortunately. So um, it's it's a it's a very concerning issue, especially given the pandemic. Yes, it kind of puts a magnifying glass on. One of the things that I I've, I've heard people say when they'll go like, well, how how would she stand for that? And people say, I would never stand for that. But by the time a person can see evidence of spousal abuse, um, there's been, uh, slowly builds up to that. And and you called it a, a honeymoon stage? Yeah, so it's usually a honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. If you can think of domestic violence as a cycle, mm-hmm. a cycle, you know, so mm-hmm. you're wined and dined and everything is just perfect. Mm-hmm. And slowly things change or gradually mm-hmm. over time, mm-hmm. whether it's some men are become controlling in mm-hmm. the relationship, you know, ask you to change your style mm-hmm. and, and attire. Mm-hmm. It could look like um, isolating you mm-hmm. in at home. So you move in with them and maybe mm-hmm. they live on an acreage or maybe mm-hmm. you're isolated from your family or friends. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a gradual process that happens mm-hmm. and... Um, and there is red flags along the mm-hmm. way. And I'll just use my own experience. Okay. I was in a relationship with a mm-hmm. very wealthy man. Mm-hmm. You know, the first six to nine months were mm-hmm. like wine and dine, mm-hmm. Louis Vuittons, uh, mm-hmm. over the top. Right. You know, I uh, was really persistent mm-hmm. and, and really chased after mm-hmm. me. And so, you know, there was like extravagant trips. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so... First, it was he didn't want me to work anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. He wanted to have more access. Mm-hmm. So I was working uh, as a flight attendant at the time and mm-hmm. a correctional officer, um, and I also had persons with disabilities living mm-hmm. in my home mm-hmm. that I was providing care for. So I actually ended up resigning mm-hmm. um, two of those positions mm-hmm. at first and mm-hmm. then had one job. And then it was, that wasn't good enough. I mm-hmm. needed to quit that job to be able to travel with him mm-hmm. on the road for work purposes. Mm-hmm. So eventually that job went 
Um, then he wanted me to move out and mm. into his house, which I, I had done. Mm. So it was outside of Calgary. Mm -hmm. So moving away from everything that I know, knew, mm. like my family, my friends. Then it was, I wasn't allowed to accept a drink mm -hmm. from another male mm -hmm. when I was out in public with my girlfriend. So he mm. would always give me a significant amount of cash mm -hmm. to buy my girlfriend's drinks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you're in the thick of things, you don't realize what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. So I just thought this was great. Yeah. Right? So, but then comes the name calling. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, his favorite word was the C word. Mm -hmm. I was called it every day. Mm -hmm. And the comments like, nobody likes you. Mm -hmm. um, you'll never amount to anything. I'm your best opportunity. You're aging. No mm -hmm. one will want you. You know, and just it goes from that and more emotional, more, and then sometimes physical, mm -hmm. you know, um, when I became pregnant, pushed me. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and that was kind of my breaking point, mm -hmm. you know, whereas, whereas other women sometimes stay because they don't have the means to leave. Mm -hmm. I was fortunate enough that um, I kind of, I, I had the means to leave mm -hmm. and I had a great family so you had support. a structure that was still yes. waiting for you so to speak yeah, yeah. i still had you and know you even though such. i was isolated from them mm -hmm. for a time period you know and they didn't really know what was going on and mm -hmm. and they just noticed a difference in me they didn't mm -hmm. know what it was right and it uh yeah but i it's concerning to me as a social worker that mm -hmm. i didn't even recognize the signs wow yeah, that's how, 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 how sneaky is the right word, how subtle it can become. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah it just became a, a norm, per mm -hmm. se, right? Mm -hmm. and, and a normal lived experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after a while, you start thinking, because mm -hmm. they're gaslighting you. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So you start thinking, like, maybe I'm, no one will want me. Maybe I, I'm, I'm ugly. Maybe I'm all these things that you're really not. Mm -hmm. So it's funny cognitively how it can change you and change your thinking process. I think of the, um, as around forever, where you put a, a, the frog in water that slowly heats up and won't leave, mm -hmm. even though it'll, it'll boil to death without even realizing it. Yeah. Uh, just because it's slowly, incrementally, and usually the, um, the perpetrator involved is skilled at it by that point in time. And so it's it's not something they've just experimented with. It's something that it's been a refined process. Is that a, a fair comment? It is a fair comment. Mm -hmm. Very skilled master manipulators. Mm -hmm. um, you know, most they most likely have a private face and a mm -hmm. public face. So okay. in public, they present as what an amazing guy. Like mm -hmm. everybody likes that person. Mm -hmm. But really in the privacy of their own homes, mm -hmm. there's you're dealing with a different behavior, a different action, a different person. Mm -hmm. And especially to these men with, uh, and you know, uh, that are quite well to do in these mm -hmm. positions of power. Mm -hmm. So there was definitely a power dynamic and mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, he had a lot more money than me. So mm -hmm. uh, first things he did was, um, you know, cut me out of the bank account, mm -hmm. you know? So, uh, so I went and got a job, mm -hmm. but you know, um, it's a process, you know, but prior to that, you know, when they recognize you might be leaving, mm -hmm. they get nice again. Mm -hmm. So there's that honeymoon cycle, goes into the abuse, honeymoon cycle again, and that's why most women don't leave. Mm -hmm. It's because they remember the good times, and that's what they focus on. Yeah. 
There. That's almost a survival mode. It is a survival like, mode. Like yeah. it's just, I love, you know, there's a response-based approach, mm -hmm. which I, I never call a domestic violence mm -hmm. survivor a victim. No one is a victim. Mm -hmm. Everyone always takes an active role in mm -hmm. some way to protect themselves. Whether mm -hmm. that woman is sleeping with a cell phone underneath her pillow, mm -hmm. that's an act of resistance. Mm -hmm. You know, packing, having a bag packed, mm -hmm. or having a password mm -hmm. with a, a friend uh, that they would not normally know, that so mm -hmm. their friend can know that they're, they're in danger. Mm -hmm. Those are are all active, so no one is a victim. Mm -hmm. I just want to pause it because I've heard that before. Make an underlying point: the secret word or the password, I mm -hmm. guess. Um, that is a really easy thing, critical thing to have. So. You, I, th I think when you start using that or even getting it set up with a friend, mm -hmm. you're starting to acknowledge the situation that you're in and that it is dangerous. Yes. So if even that's just your first step to tell a friend, if you hear this, be concerned for me. Yes. So mm -hmm. in terms of safety planning with mm -hmm. women as a domestic violence counselor, mm -hmm. I, I always safety plan. That's mm -hmm. my number one concern is always mm -hmm. safety for that woman and her children, whatever mm -hmm. that looks like. And I'm going to use women and children mm -hmm. because it's women predominantly yeah. that... Are so just underlying some things, it's not always the man who is the perpetrator, Correct. although most times it is just Correct. the way society is built. And it's well, also going to include children. Correct. And so that becomes uh, a, a leverage in some cases. Yes. Okay, so I'll let yeah. you kind of yeah. move on there. Great. So I forgot where oh, I was. Are you talking about the safety? Oh, so safety. So yeah, so safety planning, you know. I always, first thing I do when I meet a woman is mm -hmm. turn off the location services off her phone. Because mm -hmm. most controlling men mm -hmm. are tracking them at mm -hmm. some point through different apps. Mm -hmm. Whether it's, uh, I know a big one that they were using for a while mm -hmm. was, oh, it's the one the kids all use. TikTok? Not no. TikTok. The the faces, the uh, filters. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they were using that. They're using Facebook. Mm -hmm. They're using Instagram. So that's the mm -hmm. first thing I do is I'll go on a woman's phone, mm -hmm. turn off all their location, turn mm -hmm. off anything, make note of any weird apps I see mm -hmm. on their phone and actually delete them. Because mm -hmm. I don't want them to locate her with me either, right? Yeah. Because then that puts my safety at risk mm -hmm. as a domestic violence counselor. But so that's the second thing to watch for is, is in your case, it's for you. But whoever friends that you're starting to build a safety net with, correct. be careful of their safety as well. Correct, okay. yeah, because, mm -hmm. you know, human behavior mm -hmm. is unpredictable at the yeah. most times. And given our times right now, pandemic, you don't yeah. know how ultimately someone yeah. is going to react. So, yeah, so safety planning, that's the first thing I would do, mm -hmm. uh, tell a woman to do. I would have a bag packed with mm -hmm. prescription medications, mm -hmm. Alberta healthcare norms, passport, passport for kids, anything mm -hmm. the kids really need, mm -hmm. uh, a favorite toy, a favorite blanket that makes them feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Always like pack somewhere, whether it's at a friend's house, mm -hmm. a relative, or mm -hmm. somewhere in your house where they can't find it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's what I would do. And then, of course, the password. So mm -hmm. whoever, you know, a sister, a brother, whoever mm -hmm. that looks like for you as your safety network, mm -hmm. I would use a phrase or a catch word mm -hmm. that you would not normally use. Like mm -hmm. for me, it would be spaghetti because right. I never eat spaghetti. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, if someone hears I'm eating spaghetti, they mm -hmm. know there's something wrong. Oh, right. And so then you can do a... Um, phone the police and have them do a welfare check and mm -hmm. say this is a possible domestic mm -hmm. violence situation. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
other ways to safety plan. Oh gosh, there's just so many ways. I always tell women to have a bank account on the side. Mm -hmm. To whether it's like taking ten dollars from the grocery money, yeah. whether that looks like buy new items, buy extra, and put them somewhere. That should almost be a, a red flag. Like I, I believe you should have ac joint access to all accounts. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's a red flag. Yeah. Um, and having separate accounts, your own money, yeah. um, is so. I think it's important for your well-being, like regardless if you're in a domestic thing or not, this is your I, your own choice. I agree, mm -hmm. but there is a lot of financial abuse, and even with senior yes. citizens, mm -hmm. especially senior citizens with dementia, they don't yeah. know their own, you know, what yeah. they have, mm -hmm. and they're taking advantage of by mm -hmm. professionals as well. Yeah. So I think financial abuse is a huge one, mm -hmm. and a lot of women do not have access to, to the, a bank account. Mm -hmm. And so that's actually the first thing, one of the first things I will do is apply for something called the Fleeing Domestic Violence Fund, which okay. is an Alberta Works initiative where mm -hmm. a woman can get $2,000 mm -hmm. to actually leave and set up somewhere else, another address right. or, or whatever, to get them on their feet. Right. Because like I said, most women leaving are leaving with nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is really good to hear. I, yeah. I, every time we, there's so much waste and bad use of taxpayers' money, but to hear something like that that is so something so useful, the most vulnerable, I, I, I'm I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, there's actually some really great resources mm -hmm. out there that women can mm -hmm. apply for. You mm -hmm. know, you know, obviously Alberta Works until right. they can get on their feet or mm -hmm. retraining, reeducation. Mm -hmm. There's child care initiatives mm -hmm. ran through the YWCA right. that where women can go to school and provide, mm -hmm. they'll provide child care. And then mm -hmm. obviously there's second stage housing, mm -hmm. which is a reduced kind of um, rent. Mm -hmm. So women, so it's affordable for women and, yeah. um, and their children. There's three in Calgary. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so there's, there's like a, a lot, lot of, of services. That so when a woman starts creating, I guess, safety situations are you know almost they're, they're mentally starting to leave like they're mm -hmm. aware there's a problem they're heading out to it um how tricky is the actual leaving well so leaving is always the most we know that leaving is mm -hmm. the most dangerous part of mm -hmm. a woman leaving mm -hmm. so we try and get them into a shelter right away because mm -hmm. they will not they're secure facilities right some of their addresses are unknown mm -hmm. and we that's the first thing I will do mm -hmm. is on a, if I took a crisis call mm -hmm. and a woman says, I need to leave now, mm -hmm. we know how imperative that is. Right. I will send a taxi for her and mm -hmm. bring her in. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if she has no money, that's what we would do. Or mm -hmm. a friend drop her off at, a, mm -hmm. at our location, we'd pro mm -hmm. provide a location just to that that person. Mm -hmm. You know, the police can't access uh, women's emergency shelters mm -hmm. because there's actually police officers' wives in mm -hmm. those shelters as well. Right. So we're, it's very secure. Mm -hmm. There's two facilities mainly that are very secure in Calgary. Mm -hmm. So the first thing would be is to getting them into a safe place mm -hmm. where they, you know, they, they have breathe. security, yeah. they, they have a counselor. It must be very terrifying. It's, it's like this escape from prison in the, t in the movies. Like, like yeah. that is, is the most, most terrifying, dangerous moment for several hours well there's lots of times we plan for when mm -hmm. the the mm -hmm. husband or spouse or mm -hmm. intimate partner mm -hmm. is like at work mm -hmm. so we plan for occasions where we know we have a window to work with to get mm -hmm. them into safety right mm -hmm. yeah. almost almost cloak and dagger kind of things so now so a woman's gone through the process where it's the honeymoon phase it feels comfortable it feels great turns out it's not great 
they get the stage that I've got to leave, they do leave, then what's life look like after that for them? Well, it depends if there's children involved mm -hmm. or not. Depends if they own the home together. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so many factors that come into play. If there's children involved, sometimes we can get an emergency protection order mm -hmm. to protect the children as well mm -hmm. until the courts can sort it out, the family courts, mm -hmm. or a restraining order, or whatever that mm -hmm. looks like between the couples. Sometimes it's just a single woman. Mm -hmm. So we, for one of the first things we do is we go to the courthouse with mm -hmm. them and get right. them an emergency protection order mm -hmm. so you know sometimes that's enough mm -hmm. for the partner to just go Backward. away and leave so away. emotionally what's it feel like for the woman so so if a woman's listening to this and she's okay so i think i'm gonna try this and they make the breakaway what right. kind of emotional things happen when they hit the secure well, place so i have seen it's it's a range right mm -hmm. it's so individualized mm -hmm. like i've seen relief mm -hmm. i have seen women beating themselves up feeling mm -hmm. like a bad bad and failure mm -hmm. relationship failure grieving for the mm -hmm. loss of that relationship or what it could have been mm -hmm. you know i've seen angry mm -hmm. angry women that why are they in this situation you know women that question their their what their decision mm -hmm. and want to go back immediately right. and that's what happens too sometimes they'll come into shelter for 24 mm -hmm. hours and decide this isn't for them mm -hmm. and they go back so you know it's gonna be hard to watch it's extremely hard to watch when you know what the outcome could be where it kind of you goes. know so the first stage is a individual mix of emotions it can mm -hmm. be anything about. and then as they kind of i'm thinking of the five stages of grief is one thing but yeah so when they've they've passed through that they're not like okay so turns out this was a good move i got my life ahead of me yeah. then what kind of, of does that fall into like a more of a normal experience yeah i i find like once i get, what's scary for most women mm. is the unknowns yeah right so once they get like okay there is this fund that mm -hmm. i could apply for i can apply for alberta at work mm -hmm. There is money available to mm -hmm. me. Kids won't have to totally suffer. I can go to a courthouse. Mm -hmm. I can feel safe out on the street because I have a restraining mm -hmm. order. Um, and another thing we also ask women to do is change up your schedules. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're like one of those people that are routinized in your schedule, you need yeah. to like break that cycle and, you yeah. know, do... Read a good spy book. Right. Learn from that. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, you know, if you yeah. do your doctor's appointments mm -hmm. and they know where your doctor's appointment mm -hmm. is in the mornings, mm -hmm. I would suggest doing them at nights or in the evenings mm -hmm. on off days or yeah. something like that. So mm -hmm. mix up your schedule. So, so you're not predictable. You so can't you're not predictable. Easily. That's mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so you, and usually they start gaining their self-esteem mm -hmm. and their confidence mm -hmm. and then they're asking more questions mm -hmm. and they're inquisitive and they get excited about a new life mm -hmm. and you know and a new way so that's when the when education's kicked in mm -hmm. and our system's helping them and so at that point they start the unknown becomes less of the unknown they can start right. seeing a life they can start seeing happiness in the future so let's just go back say 10 years later mm -hmm. um does it still hang on to them like is it is it like a, a shroud that they still that that event is, continues to shape their life or makes them wary or I, you know, I can't speak for every woman. Mm -hmm. I know it has shaped my life mm -hmm. and my passion. Mm -hmm. You know, um, if you look at the intergenerational trauma mm -hmm. of, right. you know, the indigenous population, mm -hmm. a lot of them have experienced some kind of violence mm -hmm. or some kind of abuse. 
and you know and sometimes it's really hard to break that cycle and that's why you see other their children experiencing the same thing mm -hmm. so passed down from generation generation to generation so it, it's, a, it's a pattern mm -hmm. and uh, a pattern we can break mm -hmm. but I, I you know some some women become really strong and resilient mm -hmm. and like I said you some people go back some women go back and it's really hard to say. I know for me, it made me a stronger person, mm -hmm. and I would not. It it allowed me to experience something that I would, had not experienced before, mm -hmm. to really guide me on what I didn't want mm -hmm. from my relationships moving forward. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah, that's a a big part of it, realizing what you don't want. You may not be sure what you do want, but mm -hmm. you have to be clear on what you don't want anymore, where, where, you're, where your line in the sand is. Yes. I will not tolerate this. Yeah. Um, and as soon as something starts affecting that, then you go, no. Yeah. That's part of my moral code, that that line does not get crossed. That's right. And then sort of sticking into it. Yeah, and I'm very much like that now. Mm -hmm. Something like if my stomach starts going, and I, mm -hmm. and you have to listen to your spidey yes. senses. Yeah, and not enough people listen to those. Like mm -hmm. I, you know, I had that sense walking down the aisle of my first husband, <laughs> and I should turn around and ran, but. <laughs> I didn't listen to my spidey senses, mm -hmm. and I think it's so important to people to recognize those feelings and why am I having these feelings, yeah. and really dig into that moment, mm -hmm. and have faith that those feelings will guide you in the right way. Yeah, they're kind of real. Yeah. The uh, one person explained a little bit about how those things work, which is your your subconscious is accessing more information mm -hmm. and more awareness than your than your aware conscious is. Yes. And so it. It can't communicate so much in words as the way the forebrain thinks, but it does communicate in, in emotion, which is you know comes to the, the, the another friend of mine did a lot of research on stomach and heart. Yeah. And they discovered that there's more neurons or more electrical activity going from the the stomach to the brain mm -hmm. than there is from the heart to the brain than there is actually activity in the, in the brain. Like it, it's yeah. it's quite profound, and yeah. so those are real communications with with your unease. Yeah, and you know, women go into a fight or flight mode, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. We call it. And some women stay in that mm -hmm. in that fight mode, and some women stay in the flight mode mm -hmm. for the rest of their lives, and which is unfortunate. So they're hypersensitive to all the time, mm -hmm. and especially hypersensitive to other people that may be having bad relationships around them. Mm -hmm. So that that impacts women differently yeah. over the years. I, I can see we've encountered some girls like that. We had one, one of my clients, uh, that's how she was, and she was aware that that everything was magnified because mm -hmm. she felt so strongly about it. And, and her goal was to recognize that not everything's a red flag. That's right. And yeah. to distinguish the ones and try to tone it down. She said it's so hard because she you know, just wants to rise, but you know, the adrenaline, you just can't maintain that adrenaline. Your, your body can't sustain that. No, your body can't. And sooner yeah. or later, you'll, you'll crash, yeah, something right? Will happen. So something yeah. will happen. But yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, just, re but do recognize those spidey, spidey mm -hmm. moments. So I, yeah, they have guided me well since. <laughs> so. They to spot them. So let's just recap red flags. So a girl starting a date, mm -hmm. um, not all men are evil. No, they're not. <laughs> and not all situations are, so it's not, so one, red flag wouldn't be the end of it but no. when you start to gather them then you get concerned so what in sort of short sense what would be the red flags a person should start to watch so for? one of the red flags was watching mm -hmm. my ex-partner 
the way he treated other women, mm -hmm. like his mother. Right. He's very disrespectful of his mm -hmm. mother. And I think if you can disrespect your mother or your own mother, mm -hmm. I think that says a lot about a person right there. Yeah. And so the, I think that, That's the first you know, one. Mm -hmm. first one, watching mm -hmm. how their relationships with other family members mm -hmm. or, or whatever, how they act with your cell phone, mm -hmm. you know, people get weird about cell phones nowadays, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And uh, if they're and the continuously checking on you mm -hmm. and checking, that would be a red flag. Mm -hmm. You know, gosh, there's so many different kinds of red flags for different people, people but, yeah. you know, control is a big one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and if they start swearing at you and mm -hmm. that, I would start setting your boundaries early in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not tolerable no. behavior. Yeah, I, I believe the saying the boundaries early in the relationship mm -hmm. is simply healthy. Yes. Like, it, yes. it will protect you against the, the evil people, so to speak. That's right. But it... It's your own personal integrity yes. that says this is these are my no goes. This yeah. is my deal breakers. Um, you and yeah, I think that's powerful advice for any relationship person. Yeah. And then when someone tries to cross that line too many times, there's your your red flag. They don't, they don't they're not respecting that bar that barrier. That they're not, and they decency. truly don't respect you yeah. as a person. So mm -hmm. don't let anyone disrespect your boundaries, and mm -hmm. make sure those are clear, defined boundaries. Yeah. So. Yeah, other red flags like. I guess what you said. There's bank accounts, mm -hmm. um, job, mm -hmm. uh, isolation. Yeah. So if you suddenly start seeing that you're not allowed, or you notice that maybe a month or two has gone by and you've not been able to get to your friends because of things mm -hmm. he's been orchestrating, is that a good one? Yeah, that mm -hmm. you know always mm -hmm. continuously keeping you busy or has an issue with mm -hmm. family or friends visiting. Mm -hmm. You know, making it uncomfortable in the mm -hmm. home where you can't be yourself. Mm -hmm. I describe it as walking on eggshells. Yeah, that popped in my brain. Right? You know, just those moments. Mm -hmm. Like, take note. Take note of his interactions. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and take note of how compassionate he is in the world. If mm -hmm. he's, like, cruel to animals, you know, that's a big one for me. Yeah. Is, like, mm -hmm. if you can be cruel to an animal, defensive animal, well... You know, yeah, you go up the scale for it. Yeah, you know, there's other flags too. Like, does he have custody of his children, or does mm -hmm. she have custody of her children, mm -hmm. or you know, and why is that? Mm -hmm. And you know, there's there's lots of and like again, go back to that gut feeling. Yeah, really trust it. Yeah, thank you so much. I th I think this is a really important topic, um, and I hope when people listen to this, they start to have discussions about what other red flags could be, who else they know, how would they help? And that's something I think is important. That is if is if you come across someone's in that mm -hmm. in that situation where you're saying, "Gee, this this is, looks off in some mm -hmm. fashion," and, and the person does express something to you, in your mind, be aware of what you're prepared to do to help. For sure. And and that's with it. it just sort of, I, I think it's um, prepare for disaster. Mm -hmm. So if you come across a person who's hurt, if you come across a person in need, mm -hmm. know in advance how you think you're going to behave, and that helps you condition you to, to do what's right. That's right. And do what's helpful. So. Thank you so much. Thank you. Lorianne, it's I, been I useful, this. I think, and helpful. Great. This has been Fascinating Women with Mark Lori. Join us on our website and subscribe at fascinatingwomen.ca. Fascinating Women has been sponsored by Inner Spirit Photography of Calgary, Alberta, and is produced in Calgary by Lee Ellis and My Office Media.